Support for IPR comes from Corridor Vein Center and Corridor Aesthetics, treatment for varicose veins and spider veins, also providing facial rejuvenation services and treatment for moderate to severe acne. More at Corridor Vein and Corridor Aesthetics.com. Today is Friday. It's the 19th of May. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. More Iowans can qualify for child care assistance under a new law Governor Kim Reynolds signed yesterday. IPR's Katarina Sestarek reports from Fort Dodge. Reynolds signed the bill into law at a child care center in Fort Dodge surrounded by kids. The bill raises the income limit for families to qualify for child care assistance and increases government payments to facilities that care for their kids. It also raises the work requirement for parents to get child care assistance from 28 hours a week to 32 hours a week. Reynolds says it's an important bill that'll expand access to high-quality child care. She says it's been about 15 years since the state raised the income limit for assistance. And Reynolds says the bill is fair and reasonable with the increased work requirement. It's just minimal, and I think we're just trying to do whatever we can to really help families, but to encourage them. Uh, we have such a workforce shortage in the state of Iowa. Reynolds says the extra work hours don't apply to families that require special needs care. Iowa's unemployment rate dropped down to 2.7 percent in April compared to 2.8 percent in March. Iowa Workforce Development spokesperson Jesse Doherty says the labor force participation rate moved up slightly. Our labor force added 4,300 new workers. So I think what's notable about that is that's not only encouraging news, you know, for the job seekers that are that are finding jobs, but also encouraging for the employers in Iowa to know that that pool of available workers is growing. Over the past 12 months, he says Iowa still has a net gain of over 26,000 jobs. IWD says the lowest Iowa unemployment rate was 2.3 percent in April of 2022. That number came after the U.S. Labor Department made its annual revisions for the year. A local law enforcement agent says Iowa's new law increasing penalties for dealing fentanyl could help reduce the number of opioid-related deaths. IPR's Natalie Krebs has more. Governor Kim Reynolds signed the new law this week, which goes into effect July 1st. It increases prison time and fines for those who deal fentanyl, as well as those who cause serious injury or death from dealing any drug. Cass County Sheriff Darby McLaren says the enhanced penalties means law enforcement agencies will have more tools to get information on fentanyl drug dealing rings. If you've got a small dealer and, and you can punish him with you know, months, years in prison, then there's more there's a bigger likelihood that he's going to cooperate. The bill passed the legislature with bipartisan support. According to state health data, 235 Iowans died from opioid-related causes last year. McLaren made his comments on IPR's River to River. Smoke from wildfires in Alberta, Canada that's wafted over parts of Iowa should lift today. That's according to the National Weather Service in Des Moines. The agency's Alexis Jimenez says a cold front for today has allowed the smoke in the air to reach closer to the ground. She says the smoke's movement into Iowa is due to atmospheric conditions. Just as the atmosphere moves around, uh, it just it gets transported in the wind. Of course, the atmosphere is constantly moving and rotating as we progress through the day. So once it gets really high up where the winds are already moving fast anyway, I'm talking even up to 20,000 feet in the air. It'll move across pretty quickly. Jimenez says extremely dry conditions in Alberta, Canada this early in the season are unusual, creating the wildfires that has resulted in the smoky conditions here in Iowa. 
And a southeast Iowa city has hired an independent law firm to investigate its fire department. Ottumwa City Council unanimously approved the hiring of Des Moines-based Denton's Davis Brown PC in a closed session. The session was held to review possible personnel concerns within the Ottumwa Fire Department. City officials did not discuss any reasons why the fire department has fallen under scrutiny. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Support for IPR comes from Patrick Free Law, a business law firm offering technology agreements, intellectual property law, privacy law, and more. Proudly supporting quality local journalism. Online at patrickfurrylaw.com. Auctions are a live marketplace for knickknacks, land, and everything in between. For rural communities, they're also a social event. But Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rembert reports those interactions are increasingly going online. You can hear the auctioneer even before you make it up the driveway to a Nebraska farmhouse. A farmer is retiring. His tractors, four-wheeler, and skid loader are parked in rows outside a barn, waiting to be sold to the highest bidder. A couple hundred people crowd into a machine shed to browse equipment. Anthony Taney has his eye on a few things, but he's already been outbid on fishing equipment he wanted for his grandkids. No, there's a guy that got it. Many people in the crowd know each other and catch up over cups of coffee from the lunch stand. But they're not the only ones looking for a deal. Bidders are logging on from as far away as Montana to make an offer. Online transactions have become a big part of the auction business. The National Auctioneers Association estimates 70% of the industry's $3 billion in sales comes from the web. It's been a growing trend since eBay came onto the scene in 1995, and then the pandemic cemented online sales, says Nancy Kripe, who runs GRS Auctions. Suddenly you couldn't have a live auction. You couldn't have people into your place. And so auctioneers had to regroup. Turns out it's also just good business. Auctioneers say items go for as much as 50% more online than they do at purely in-person sales. I think online is never going to go away. It's a stronger component. It brings in a wider audience. It really brings more return to the sellers. More buyers equals more bids equals a higher price. Roy Montgomery is a third-generation auctioneer who's seen a lot of changes in the business over 40 years. Today, he pretty much only does internet auctions, with buyers bidding online and then picking up their treasures from his shop or opting to have them shipped. I'll be honest with you, I haven't had a live sale of my own in probably over three years. Grandpa wouldn't understand this at all. Montgomery and his team sort through shelves holding hundreds of antiques and trinkets. The box is in good shape, right? It is in very good shape. They photograph each item and create a listing in the online portal. Montgomery takes a look at who's biting. That guy is from uh, Nevada, Las Vegas. This guy is from Greensboro, North Carolina. But for many communities, auctions are more than just a business transaction. In fact, at the farm sale, most people I talked to weren't there to bid on anything specifically. They wanted to check how things sold and see old friends. Jim Schrader, who lives about 15 miles away, says a lot of times... It's not really about what's being sold. Did you know that auctions, uh, retirement auction is, is social? See, it's kind of like a retirement party. So a lot of his friends will be here to tell him, you know, say goodbye and stuff. And sometimes it's the social ties that push buyers online. 
Auctions can be emotional, and people may want to avoid in-person competition with their friends. Some of the guys don't want to be here because they don't want to be shown to be bidding against a neighbor. They want to be anonymous. The days of vying only against your neighbors for a deal are likely gone. Lauren Beachy, president of Bright Star Auctions in Indiana, says almost all their auctions have internet bidders. And as an Amish man who often serves Amish customers, Beachy has even come up with a way to loop in folks who don't use the internet. We make a print catalog and we keep a very dynamic mailing list of Amish buyers. Those potential buyers can call into a conference line to verbally bid. Amish online bidding, if you will. But bidding via phone or computer will never quite capture an auction's energy, Beachy says. There's nothing like the excitement of a good brisk auction. Uh, even I've never been to a rock concert, but I know that you know there's a there's an element of electricity there and excitement. After all, the hep hep hoes. Don't translate that well virtually. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Elizabeth Rumbert. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News, reporting on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. This is Here First from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening this week.